0: So welcome to my podcast, uh, it's your girl Msawa Julie, and uh, in this episode I am going to talk about medical workers and uh, how we are perceived, the, some of the struggles we go through and I think what we expect from people. Uh, so I'll start with uh, <clears throat> the fact why I myself prefer to be called Musao Julie than giving me any title you want to uh this is because you know in Uganda uh if you are a medical worker or if you work in a hospital you are Msawo we don't really specify so if you are in your community they'll always respect you and call you by Msawo even when you're by the way still a student if you're a student in nursing school medical school the fact that you have uh, surrendered your life to be able to take care of other people's lives it's so much respect and they don't care who you are <laughs> so i'll give you a story when i was young when i was young uh, i grew up in katwe which is a slum in uh, uganda kampala so i in, we didn't really have a medical hospital, a big hospital near us, so we had a small drug shop, or like, we used to call it a clinic. So we used to have our immunization there, our parents went there for antinento and really everything come to malaria. And she used to treat us, and she was called Ms. Our Joyce, or oh, we liked her so much. <laughs> And uh, she was even a dysphernalian, like, if you know Musawo sees you, like, when you're a teenager, and Musawo sees you with a boy, then, <laughs> you know, when you go for a checkup, up she would ask your mom you take a pregnancy test. And uh, <laughs> that's kind of, we kind of respected her, we feared her, we, we loved her, and she gave me this inspiration, you know, to always uh, be able to save someone as in don't have, I didn't even know her qualification but I knew she was a Masao. So, uh, funny parties when I I joined uh, uh, Mulago and I'm in uh, the hospital, then I see Masao Joyce. And Masao Joyce was a nursing assistant but she did all this, she did deliveries when when I, most of the children there were born, as in through her, all that dedication. I was so shocked but she was scared when she saw me. And then she asked me you know what don't tell anyone my qualifications i was like no like i'm alive because of you you have taken care of me and i had malaria when i had diarrhea everything you know when you're in islam you have to go through and suffer through some diseases you had all the diphtheria things you've never diseases some of you have never even heard of we had them, but she was always there on the front line. So I, when when Mulago, I usually saw her. I supported her if there is a course coming, a training. I would tell her, and she would come to our school and do it. And that motivated me. So when I uh, moved to England, and I couldn't practice as a, a, a dental professional. I had to go through stages and I can tell you I have been a maid, I've been a carer, but the hardest job I have done in my life is uh, dental nursing. Because when you're a nurse, you had an aspirative of maybe becoming a doctor or you want to even be bigger than the nursing job you're doing right now. And some clinicians some clinicians are horrible to these nurses so i i was seeing some dentists being rude to me telling me i was reminding me how stupid i am how i wasn't i wouldn't be able to do what they're doing but they didn't know my qualification you know and in my head i was like this is how these people feel and they do a lot of work because if you have a nice dentist you have some nice dentists and uh The kind of respect they gave me, it made me feel like, yeah, I could go back and sit for these exams and do maybe a therapist, hygienist, or even do dentistry. I was kind of motivated. But the bad ones, these clinicians who treated you bad, demotivated you. And every time I woke up to go to work, ah, I felt bad because I was scared. This is like having your boss next to you all the day, but sometimes some of them are rude yelling and calling your name some you know it's terrible so in my head i was like you know even if i get any more like qualification if i was allowed by the gdc to work as a dental professional i would prefer to be called musau because i think it will cover me as a dental nurse it will cover me as a carer it will cover me as someone who takes care of people but what shocks me most is the people we sacrifice our lives for sometimes don't even value you it's not even about race it's not about age it's not about where you come from i think everywhere especially people who call themselves land people who are quite elite there is a way they uh disrespect uh Uh, clinicians or medical workers because of the things they read on google things they uh, see or or hear from their different stars and everything so they will come to the clinic to challenge you and sometimes they even make you feel bad like for them because if you trusted me to come to my clinic and uh, treat you then Why do you have to come in a challenging form? I don't mind people challenging, but do it positively. These are humans. When I I was working working here in England, I didn't have my son with me, you know? My baby was with my mother in Uganda. And he. There is a time he got an accident, and he was in hospital, but I had to go to work here. So I was taking care of people's children while my child was in the hospital. No one taking care of them. But I would get so, so, I feel so bad. And I feel so like uh, demotivated, especially when parents, uh, you're trying to do the best for the child. They're not cooperative. And they blame it on you, you know, and they would make you feel so bad. And I'd be like, it's your duty to explain to your child. They're coming to the clinic, and uh, if anything bad happens, I am just my job is to keep calm so that the patient is calm, my job is to provide the care so the patient is happy. But it's not my job to be insulted or to be disrespected. People give you all the comments if you have worked abroad and you are of a different. uh, race, you know, something. Some people have refused me to work on them just because of my color. Some people have, uh, like, uh, given a bad report on me just maybe because they just don't like my lifestyle or something. I don't know. And I thought, by the way, it was only in uh, other countries apart from where I came from. But when I tried to do the same where I came from, I noticed it's the same thing with the so-called elites. The big thing is myself as a medical worker I think we need to respect anybody who takes care of your life because time will reach and your money won't even help you. Time is gonna reach when even your family can't do anything for you but there's someone who is so unhappy and is the one going to work for you why not at least put a smile on that person's face when you come There are people who have greeted in the clinic and said hello. And they tell me, why do you have to say hello to me? And, you know, I I was reading, you know, during this uh, lockdown, I was reading about the uh, people who commit suicide, the biggest number of people committing suicide in the world. And they were saying doctors and dentists. And I was touched because I have felt this many times, many times, you know. When you can't even uh, pick a phone to uh, speak to or celebrate with your child because you are working and uh, you miss that moment, maybe they won't have data, they won't have uh, credits, you know, airtime again, and, uh, or they won't have network. In Africa it's different. But then it's good when you go back and you're walking back and you're happy. And you feel like, yeah, the patient's appreciated and even you do more research to serve them. But if people don't respect you, I have heard all these comments go on, especially during this time of uh, coronavirus. And the way people were talking about doctors, nurses, have you seen their faces? The masks, (laughs) the way they're burning their faces. A pandemic is the worst that can happen to any society. It has happened to us when we were in Uganda. Remember the times of, uh, in 2009, I was in university, there was an epidemic, and we were on the front line. I remember Ebola. I remember cholera. All these things, when they happen, these people have families, but they let go of their families just to take care of you. And the best you can do is support them. Support them. When I made a video of uh, Corona, remember, and posted it in my language so that people my local people can hear and uh, like take precaution I was scorned by many people like you're a dentist your dental officer stick to your line this is not your duty it's not your calling but there are people who know these things don't speak your language I am getting this information in English translating it in your language for your grandmother to hear why scorn me, saying it's a false, it's a, you're part of whatever is going on? I don't understand. Before you think of protecting your immediate family, think of what if they got a problem, who is going to save them? So, a little respect to your medical workers is needed. I know in this country, it's me. there are days I woke up and hated going to work because I'm scared. Who is going to sue me? Who is going to scold me? Who's is... Because people come to you, you, ask, they want you to treat them, but some of them, not all of them, some are looking for your weakness. That's not the time, this is your health. I really hope this time of the lockdown can make you realize that your life, your health is more important than... And the money, the cars you have. So when next time you visit your doctor, your GP, no matter what you're going through, try and be nice. Because they also have lives, there are things they are going through, but they will shadow them just to make you happy and smile. It's like in the dental clinic, you know, you have to keep a smile. Even if you're hiring, even if... Because if you find a gloomy uh, clinician, you're going to just be scared even to be open. But if you be happy, they're going through things. You think your husband is beating you. Maybe they're going through the same thing. You think you your child uh, is maybe... Uh, is You're missing your children. Do you know what they're going through? Mm. So, I... I just wanted you all to understand medical personnels are humans. They have lives. They have people they care for and love dearly. (laughs) But they sacrifice their lives in service. Which not many people can do. Not many people can give up their own lives and do that. I know some most countries like where I come from Medical workers are the least paid. That's why many of the people I work I studied with maybe left. And maybe others are doing something else. But why? <clears throat> I think this is a time we should all realize that uh medical workers are chosen in this profession by the powers above. Call it God Allah, Buddha anything it's just in our blood to save lives we might not be perfect at what we do but the way you have learned your job and grown in your job that's how we are every day we grow every day i learn things i didn't even know the things i've taught myself that i don't think even my lecturers have an idea about so respect your uh both workers in my country especially the villages I like it you know that warmth when you go in and uh, you are welcomed and people are waiting to hear what you know it gives you time to It give you it gives you the motivation to prepare for what you're going to go for because you know the welcome you know this will call me so I can never forget that even when I get scorned or even when I get Uh, I feel down when people scream at me and say things that are horrible. That echo when people are screaming Musao, Musao, I feel I've done it. I feel I'm ready to serve and I'm going to keep serving. And if it's in media, (laughs) I cannot forget my profession or talk about it. I don't know, people might think I'm exaggerating, but if my uh, people I've worked with as uh, my dental nurses, could tell you things uh, we go through, especially if you're from a different background and treating different people. It's terrible. I think people ask why are people committing suicide? Uh, big number. It's because of how we treat, we are in the front line to receive people. We, Our job is, uh, our, all our jobs is uh, mainly, most of us is relating with people, facing people who are going through things. <laughs> That's why I've decided, you know, to do a course in psychology and get to understand why people behave the way they do. Especially that I've been seeing people of different colors, people of different uh, origins, people with different ages, people with different mindsets. I don't understand. I know it's not about a certain origin or a certain person. I believe it's a personality. It's a person who is not maybe well informed or a person who takes people for granted I know so many now millionaires uh, are just uh, they can't use their millions the best you can do now if you got sick is uh, get in touch with a medical worker I wish when even you're going through a normal life we remember that when you're walking into the clinic look at to your clinician and think this person has a family this person could be maybe in a bad relationship this person they have a life but the moment they close over that and give all the dedication to you and uh, put you first you should respect that you think how many times in your life you have let go of your own misery and just think of making someone's life better. How many times? Personally, my friends tell me, Oh, you're ever smiling? I have learned that more on my job, even. I used to be smiley, but now I'm more. Because sometimes, someone's, uh, you see people who bring happiness to you. Half of the people come to me and they bring happiness, especially children. Their innocence, their happiness, their joy, they're still there. The way they look at uh, medical workers, It's different, you know? Most children. But then people who call themselves elite change the way you look at your medical workers and don't degrade them according to what they've earned, the papers. Someone could have a masters but they cannot serve you and someone with a certificate or diploma would be of the best service to you at that moment. If you need someone to immunize your child, are you going to go to a consultant? Let's say if you got an accident on the road, who's gonna pick you up there? It's a paramedic. So this should be the time to make everybody, I think, realize the importance of being uh, uh, of having medical workers in our society and uh, create an improvement because of. Uh, because people live wherever they are. People leave their homes. People living uh countries like. Uh, uh, they're living countries. Like living like, like uh, countries. That are not having a virus now. To go to countries that are affected. Just to help out. But they know you can die. But you take your life there. Those are heroes. May I call them heroes. Anybody. If you've come to me and you've had the worst uh, teeth. And I've helped you. The best thing you can do is be nice to the next medical worker, because I did something for you. I don't know why. Because me, when I go like even to the bank, when I bank uh, like people on the cashier, or treat me bad, in my head I'm thinking they're humans. I don't have to react the way they are reacting. I have to become and let them be. I think people should have that. Watch their story before you enter. That's why, like, on my show, like, my story could be your story. Trust me, I have zero judgment because I think I can be in any place at any time. I can be, I can be anywhere. Cause let me, let me tell you a story. I was uh, when I was coming to back to England from Nairobi, I got robbed and um, all my suitcases were taken. Uh, on a boda boda, so I stopped a boda border. I, I was rushing. Uh, if you've been to Nairobi, you know the Mombasa Road. Uh, during rush hour, is the worst. <clears throat> so I, uh, I, I went to. I, I went. to got a boda boda, um, which called Bikes. So one bike I sat on it, and the other was to carry my stuff. So the guy that took my stuff <laughs> disappeared. So I was continuing and I was asking the guy, where is the other guy? He's like, I don't know. Can we follow him? He's like, let's try. And he's like, no, the area he's going to, it's a slum and people beat us from there. So let's go to police and report. So I go to police, make a statement, tell me, no, you just go catch your flight. There is nothing we can do for you. Now, what saved me is I had my waist bag which had my passport, my uh, documents and my bank card so I'm like okay let me continue to the airport. I go to the airport, I reached the airport, I was late for my flight and uh, I contacted the uh, company I dealt with and they told me there was nothing they can do for me, it's my fault I was late, I didn't even check in earlier, I understand. So I was stranded I called my boss in UK, who is a very good friend of mine. Uh, so he's like, um, no, don't worry, I'll pay for another ticket. So I go to them I'm like, when is the next flight? They tell me the next day. So we tried to pay the ticket uh, with his card. Everything goes through and I'm happy. I'm like next day. Okay, I'll sleep at the airport. Now I have nothing on me. I have my white leggings, my white t-shirt. I sleep at Nairobi station. And uh, it was called the mosquitoes and everything and I was happy I was like in the morning I'm going so in the morning I go to check-in I reach the desk and they're like your name is not on the flight I'm like no you're kidding it's like yeah so we call up and everything and we find out they couldn't book me because the names that booked were different I don't know so I had to book another flight this time using my card so again my boss is like no I'll help you I need you need to be like here. Yeah, yeah. I'm like okay. So uh, he gives me money on my card, on my Netflix card to buy a ticket. I put my card through. My card gets uh it's blocked. I call the company. Help it, with the help of uh, people, the assistants. Give me the phone. I have no phone. To remember. Call the company. Call the UK and then they're like, <clears throat> they're like. Mm, we can't help you right now it needs for you to walk into the bank and confirm some details like I'm stuck in Nairobi, and it's like I'm sorry there's nothing I can do for you I call again nothing I can do for you maybe tomorrow uh, you call up and everything was terrible call up the next day ask please is there any way you can they told me again your card cannot tip. you have to be inside the bank so i sleep at the train station again i'm in white leggings it's a dusty city like africa it's dusty it's not like here i'm all brown now <laughs> so someone uh, i sit there no lunch nothing to eat and then i kept on walking around the airport i was so hungry i hadn't had anything then i phoned a lady she had two bottles of water one was half she was drinking it and the other one was full so i approached her and asked her can i have some water and she told me no i don't uh, share water then i was like okay then i woke then she got the half bottle and threw it in the bin so i was like oh but she didn't drink it i ran back got into the bin and picked up the water as i'm taking the bottle out of the bin, you know the woman was uh, video she was uh, she got out her phone and started taking a video of me and she was saying oh Nairobi uh, airport and Jomo Kenyatta I'm disappointed you allow uh, beggars into the uh, the the airport and she said a lot on the video I was just looking I was scared I got out of the bottle I was so ashamed I was so humiliated in my head I was like if this woman phoned me in the clinic would she treat me like this anyway it's a it was a choice, so I walked back. I was crying. I was. I went back to Turkish airline. This time I was like, "You guys, I have to leave this place. I have to go back." So what do I do? And then uh, one person, one guy. Oh, he was so nice. He looked at me. He's like, "You know what? Let me see your card." So I gave him my bank card. Then he asked me, "So you are a dent officer?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh my God, we all thought you were a Pope. I'm like, "No." Then they all started taking care of me everything was booked and even i went to the, uh, the lounge Dutch the Air, uh, airline they really took care of me gave me the food and everything and you know what when i was going what they say to me they're like uh they say the same she's like you know what Masao, we are really sorry that you are treated like this but this is not how we are to medical people we love them i was like no it's not about being medical i understand it's protocol but uh, i was just disappointed by the humanity you know there is a reason why someone is sitting at the airport not everyone sitting at the airport is a uh, beggar oh i was in the feet of many people i have met and maybe in my head judged them for walking in their gowns judge them maybe for being dirty in my head i was thinking this is how you can be perceived without knowing the story behind anyway so i told you the story because i was helped just because i am a medical worker That's in kenya and so many of other medical workers get stuck in things and uh, people good people are there will help them just because of their profession and uh, others People instead scorn them and laugh at them, but these people go through worse <laughs> than a normal human being. Some people have seen me working and just looked at me work with blood. They're like, "How the hell do you look at blood and eat?" That only like should make you respect these people personally. I salute every. I clap. I. I am I'm grateful for all the medical workers that have given up uh, their lives to be on the front line, especially in this difficult time. And uh, as a medical worker, if I'm needed anywhere, just come to my website and drop something www.masawajuli.co.uk. I would, be, I, would be, I would be of service. <laughs> I even tried to apply in some things like where we are needed. As a, but uh, since I going to work again on renewing my uh, GDC, I just came back from Africa. Uh, I don't think I would go through the asking for my GDC number. But I would really love to help. And for me, I'll keep serving you and talking for the medical workers who can tell you what they are going through. Maybe one time, maybe this will teach us a lesson and treat these people better and we have less suicides for doctors and dentists it's really bad i it scared me when i saw it because i remember days when i tried uh, when i when i myself i was a victim of depression from work and it's terrible especially when you research about something and you're ready to perform and someone comes and you, even before hearing what you have to say to them Maybe judging you because of your background, your origin, your race, your anything. Or the way you speak, the way you articulate your words. But we're different, hello? (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know I've moved to uh, England. But I'm not expected to speak like a British in five years, nah. I'm still Ugandan. But if you respect what we do. If you, there is a reason, by the way, there is a reason why you see any person treating you. There are people who select us. There are people who, oh, these people, go. we go through a long process just even to go onto the GDC. Just even to appear on the GDC is big. Even just working in a dental clinic as a dental trainee nurse. You have to be on a course, you have to sign on to things and the work you do. Oh, if you know what goes on in there, you would respect these people. Anyway, this is dedicated to all the medical workers who have lost their lives uh, during a corona. May your souls rest in peace and uh, your service will continue through us. (laughs) Maybe we'll use this on media, (laughs) but uh, you'll always be treasured by the few of us who understand the pain and hopefully now the nation over the whole universe understands understands you and i would love to clap for that and thanks for the good job ah, okay and that was it have a lovely day bye Welcome into my podcast. My name is Masao Julie. Uh, so, today, is episode, we are going to have an introduction and you will get to know Masao Julie a little bit more. Ah, oh, Masao Julie. Uh, Masao, in my language, Luganda, who is a medical worker. We don't really specify Dr. Na nah. We have Musao, which can stand for any medical worker. As long as you can save lives, oh, your Musao. So I like to call myself Musao and Julie is my name. So ah, uh, welcome and I'll be your host. I don't know how you tremble on this, it could be from our website which is www.masaujuli.co.uk Subscribe if <laughs> you like this more, ah maybe from the youtube channel Massage Julie. anyway more about Masau Julie. I am a dentist by profession so I, if want to know about teeth, I'm your girl. And currently, I am doing my other degree in criminology and psychology. Because I want to know more about humans, why people behave the way they do. Who is a criminal? Why are they called criminals? Why do they become criminals? Are they born criminals? Ah, and I was intrigued. Why are people behaving the way they do, and um, yeah, I would also like to come up with different uh, uh, things of how we can improve your life. How can you grow? <laughs> I'll tell you more about that. I also, I as a survivor of human trafficking, I will be also telling you how you can get out of it if you need to ready. How you can survive how you can become a, a survivor from being a victim you know there is too much inhuman activities that take place in those uh, places that these activities are done and healing from that and you still chase your dream i call you a hero i like to deal with people who have been segregated stigmatized or felt kinda different from other people so that I that's why I want to be a motivational speaker. I have done some few speaking and I want to be one of the best. So hopefully you grow with me as I go through my course, I go through learning, doing my show, you can tell me, you can help me grow with you. Yeah, so in this episode I will be telling you about my background, my work, where I come from, why I'm here in the first place. Why are you here? It's because you don't want to give up on growth. You want to grow. You want to be better and you want to do that. Thinking of being positive. I think you saw my smile and you're like, I want to smile like, why is she smiling anyway? Oh so you're here in the right place i'll tell you i'll teach you oh you will teach me too <laughs> okay uh, so a little bit about my work background i have qualified as a public health dentist in uganda That's in 2012, and then I worked with uh, private clinics, I worked with communities, just uh, to teach people about dental health, I was doing dental treatments, and I was doing too much dental work, of which I wanted to grow financially, just dreams, be better. So we got an opportunity in 2013, and I moved to Dubai for in Hope of better job making a better living and getting and you know chasing my my dream of making people smile yeah so an opportunity came and um, one of my uncles told us we could get a good job and all that i'll tell you in one of the episodes that will be one of uh episodes that are coming so i'll tell you about uh my journey in dubai how i went on a visit visa how i suffered if you've been in dubai on a visit visa and you suffer you know and uh, i was taken into to work as a mate and later i got proper employment i enjoyed dubai a little bit and i moved back to uganda and moved to england ah my journey is long. so in 2014 i moved to england uh, which took me like a year to sit on my papers and uh, have citizenship, like you know, and feel like you're wrong because when you don't have people in the UK, oh, you're nobody, <laughs> oh, you face every type of of the reaction, you face every, you see, people who are nice, people who are not. You know what? I have learned one thing everywhere in the world, yeah. Bad people and the good people. I think you should always think of belonging to the good people, right? I'll tell you about my journey that time. I'll also be able to tell you about my journey pursuing my career, my dream to become uh, one of the good dental officers or medical officers. I wanted to be myself here, like do something, and I'll tell you about it. So uh, I pursued of that, I have uh, worked as a cleaner in a dental clinic I have done some care work I have uh, done, uh, worked as a trainee dental nurse and then in 2016 I was uh, homeless and I was uh, nobody I think that's the time I felt I was broken and then I got a job on Harley Street Mm. An opportunity, and uh, I remember when Mr. Haruna told me he got the job as a dentist. He did it. Yeah, it was, uh, I couldn't even believe it. Harley Street, do you know Beverly Hills of America? Now, this is Harley Street of UK. I was homeless, you know, and I'll tell you also about the journey. So I pursued. I'd worked as a dead, I worked as a. I as a data officer there for some time. I was doing a locum work. Locum is you go for a fill up. If a dentist doesn't well, you go fill up. A hygienist doesn't well, fill, fill up. So depending on your, uh, credit, your profession. So that's locum. You go and cover up. Ah, I have done that, and then I later felt I needed to give back to my community, and to take that hope back, because I was always living in dreams, and thinking, this can never work for me, and it worked, so I wanted to tell people, you know, keep dreaming, things can happen, but you know what, I was shocked, <laughs> people don't believe in dreams anymore, people don't believe anything is possible, I tried, and some people don't, some people believed. some people didn't, and those who believed, can see your business is working go girls anyway so <coughs> i believe in that i believe in growth so in 2019 i was doing a an charity work with uh, especially mothers of uh, children with disabilities in different places in africa because i thought uh, these people were segregated, especially so we get especially they're stigmatized And uh, the children are stigmatized and because uh, the mothers aren't financially stable to support their children or care, people are giving them handouts, they're giving them food today, what about tomorrow? So I wanted to come up with something that will help these mothers, you know, encourage them that they matter in this world and they've not failed to take care of their children they still skill and they can do it so we have our simple project uh we call it a uh, do you so you do what you feel you're good at you do what you feel you are meant to do so we make t-shirts then they make t shirts which are the logo do you embed in african print and they also make uh we're making a skin product which we are working on we've done some testings and anyone who wants to jam or to give advice on the perfume and the perfumes to put especially please just email me below and tell me what to do. So I I I i always when it comes to humanitarian work I've always believed that if you help someone develop their idea or something they think they're good at it's way better than handing them money for today giving them money or giving them help like with finance with the handouts maybe you could put capital for them and you could i believe in that way of giving back or educating or even a smile i believe in gestures so that's why i believe that If I'm to help the mothers with children disability, I can empower them, give them the confidence they need to take over and give them the skills they need. And my job will be to market their things, talk about them on my podcasts. And we buy them, we support them, we advise them where to change, what to do, you know. You can go with us. So I'll be a student from school, I'll be coming in, we'll be discussing these different things and there really a few uh, recorded audios uh, you'll be hearing going around and uh, once some of them are recorded them when I was really down broken and I want you to learn from it and uh well, we'll pick a leave for something I hope you get inspired, hope you know in this life Nothing can stop you from growing as long as you have breath. There is no other gift you ever receive from the universe like breath. If you can breathe, if you can you are life, you're giving life, use it to your fullest. I don't know how your status, I don't know where you are now in life, but don't focus on where you are. Think hope. Focus on tomorrow. Hope has driven me to every place I've been. I hope i driven me to educate myself. Now I'm, I'm trying to learn about podcasts. I'm trying to educate myself. Because I believe I can be whatever I want to be. I believe no one can stop me from being who I want to be. How oh, I lost the If Anything bad comes. I try to learn from it. I don't think I'm perfect at all i tell you, I have messed up, I have messed up, if I messed up, do you have to, you could laugh with me and miss that, and do something, talk my story goes to you, wherever you are, you know, that it's okay, it's okay whatever you're going through, but know there is tomorrow, what are you going to do about tomorrow, there is tomorrow, you're giving up, don't. So, I know I'm recording this uh, audio in the time when we are as a uh, universe, we are going through a lot. We are going through the coronavirus, and it's terrible and it's terrified us. But there is nothing we can do at the moment, we just have to leave it to the scientists, and God, and hope for the best. We learn something from such circumstances than worrying. Maybe learn a skill. Maybe find out more about yourself. Maybe improve something about yourself. This time is the time for you to concentrate on you, it's the time for you to think what's next. we don't know if tomorrow we have food we don't know if today we have food but we have breath what are we going to use with this breath just think of yourself and do you do you this time so that if so that when we get through this oh we come out stronger than we were before we don't want to come out broken no we don't we humans are very special I believe I'm special. I don't know about you. If you don't believe it, look in the mirror and look at that creature you see. That person is special. There is a reason why you're breathing. There is a reason why you're left on this earth. Please, let's share with you what you have to offer. You are important to someone. You're important to the world so stop worrying look for a. if you feel down you don't know what's going on you're confused look for a video and music to so soothe you do exercises do something if you feel media is feeding you too much you can't take it in because there important thing things that you know just do what you've been told to do and see what happens don't start worrying so much and there is going to be a saying over. It comes from, I think it's a proverb, uh, curiosity killed the cat. I'd be so curious. <laughs> I know it's good for most entrepreneurs uh, to be curious, but this is not the time to live the world for the health workers and respect the health workers. You know, I don't like to be called a uh, title, I like to be called Moussao. Because I believe health workers, no matter where you are, it's your duty. It's your duty to protect life. It's your duty to teach people things. It's your duty to tell people you know this. Is what I think about health, and it's whether it, they take it or not. So it's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to talk. And in this time. Thank all the that have been on the front line, those who have lost their lives. May your soul rest in peace. And for those who are still living, let's not come out scared like what we, we expect it to be. Let's respect these people who have given up their lives to save ours. By like coming out stronger than ever, I don't know about the economy, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know we are going to be okay. <sighs> I hope this goes to you because I had to leave it, and since we are going through it, it's terrible. It's terrible, but like, well, it's going to take us through well. Uh you know it's not good to worry. I think it's not good to worry. It's always good to just be informed and then do what you're supposed to do. Take your own responsibility. How can you how can you help? How can you save others? Just do what you can do. Anyway, uh, guys, uh, thanks for uh, being part of this. Hope I'll grow you and hope you teach me something on this podcast. I'll teach you telling stories. I like to tell stories. I'll tell you stories about my childhood. I'll tell you stories about my high school. I don't tell.